Welcome back to the Lessons for Tomorrow podcast, the motivational poster in your ear. I'm your host, Tim Alanius, VP of Strategic Initiatives at AmericanEagle.com. In this episode, we are going to be diving into the evolution of the digital transformation mindset. To discuss this, I am joined by Caroline Ernst, the VP of E-commerce Solutions for AD, Affiliated Distributors, and Brendan Cameron from AmericanEagle.com. With today's guests, I want to introduce Caroline a bit more, and then I'll let Brendan introduce himself. As a colleague, I just don't want to take that thunder away from him. <laughs> but Caroline has more than two decades of e-commerce and digital marketing experience as a strategic big picture thinker with strong general management, team building, and change management qualifications. She has led departments with millions in annual revenues during periods of explosive growth, as well as through periods of consolidation. Caroline has a track record of pioneering and launching innovative, integrated marketing and advertising programs that provided brands with a competitive advantage, produced additional revenue streams, and delivered measurable return on investment. That is one of the best written bios I have ever read, Caroline. I appreciate just the depth and the word choices there. So I, I want to expand on that as we get into our subject here. I'm going a little ahead because I, that explosive growth was really a great one that I want to make sure we talk about because we're going to see more of that in 2023, I feel. And we're going to we're going to see a lot of consolidation as well. So I think that a lot of uh, your insights are going to be great for our listeners. Uh, but really quick, uh, I don't want to take too much thunder away from Brendan's introduction of himself. So Brendan, could yeah. you introduce yourself, please? Yeah, good to be back again. My name is Brendan Cameron. I'm the strategic accounts director here at American Eagle. I handle a lot of our B2B division. So the the work I'm doing is is exactly what we're talking about today, helping with the digital transformation, manufacturing, distribution, and other B2B providers that need help with websites, digital marketing, and strategy. Uh, I think that's going to be the big part of what I'm bringing to the table today is it's not just about our company told us we need a website. There's, we need to make sure that we change our company's values and culture and people. So it's a holistic approach to this type of uh, conversation today. Wonderful. So let's dive right into the conversation and let's start a little bit with an overview of the AD e-commerce summit. Uh, what did we learn from manufacturing and distribution merchants? And holding to the theme of the podcast as well, any past learnings uh, that we have is we grow forward, right? So the evolution of the mindset we'll get into next, but let's talk a little bit about the AD e-commerce summit. Excellent. Well, first, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be back on your podcast. The AD e-commerce and marketing summit uh, was its sixth time hosting this year. Interestingly, we added marketing, uh, which really uh, signified the evolution of e-commerce with independent distributors, where six years ago, it was thought more of as a technology initiative. And six years later, it's evolved into focusing on the customer experience and including marketing. This was the perfect time to include them. So we had almost 500 attendees join us in sunny San Diego about a week ago, and everyone came together in the spirit of looking forward to what's next in their business and in their own personal evolution. Wonderful. I can just imagine how nice sunny San Diego would feel right now as I'm in Chicago here in our studio and looking forward to very low 
in the deep negatives with wind chill. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's cold. It was it was great to to have the hotel staff apologize for not having great weather in San Diego where I'm sitting here like <laughs> I'm about to hop in your pool. Like um no, it was it was fantastic cuz watching the kind of conversations and interactions at that summit where you have some more departments showing up and representing themselves, it was really great to see the excitement of you know, the marketing teams get into some of the techniques and tools and and features that AD and its its partnership network and sponsors bring to it. Um, I think, again, it's the discovery that that everyone's kind of witnessing in this sector where they thought like we could just send an email blast out to all 2,700 customers, you know, have our promotion cards. You know, that's what e-commerce is. It's just another channel of marketing. Mm -hmm. When now uh, we get into the automation aspects, the lead scoring. So really helping to educate, you know, a whole different department or division, uh, the AD member group is really exciting on our end. You know, you know, we, we, we help the product, the operations team, and now, you know, getting into the marketing pieces is always fun. Absolutely. And that, that holistic team is so important where all of them are working together and not just on different initiatives, especially when it comes to digital transformation. I've never seen a digital transformation project that doesn't end up including every team from the org. And I think that's a great way that you brought marketing in with the conference and, and looking at that impact. I think also just the the whole evolution of e-commerce over the years, and especially into the B2B space, uh, we've seen the need for more digital transformation, where I would say from my experience uh, with a lot of B2B customers, there's a little bit of a pushback to transformation at times because systems are working, there's other things to focus on. Why go and uproot what's there? Well, we get to a certain point where with certain systems, you end of life them, you have grown past where they are able to support you, and you have to put the next level of a solution in and as you mature as a business as well. And I think that's just important in that transformation experience to plan that out well and understand the growth opportunity for yourself. Yeah. And Caroline, I don't know how many conversations you had, but a couple of the marketing members that I was talking to, it, you know, they still were forced to earmark like in their budget for for print catalogs mm -hmm. and things like that, and the eye rolling, and and it's good to see that even the marketing team is starting to lead that direction. But yeah, at the end of the day, what the the conference brought is helping distributors take that first step because the first step in digital transformation is that cultural piece. Mm -hmm. So the more that the leadership and the, the management teams can can see that this is not just a technology change, this is not just like shifting customers over, you know, it starts internally. Yeah, Caroline, can you maybe unpack a little bit for us and the, the listeners on just this shift where I think the, the biggest aspect of transformation is towards the CX journey, right? The customer experience and the shift from just having a print catalog to an online catalog, uh, an online catalog that you still had to contact an account manager for customer service rep to complete your orders to completing your orders online. I think that's been one of the biggest areas we've seen as, as far as transformation in the B2B commerce space is this shift over to customer experience. You want to talk a little bit about your thoughts on that? Sure. And I'll actually, uh, cite um, Joe Seisman from Forrester who spoke and was the one of the keynotes at the summit where 
Um, he did some proprietary research with AD members and suppliers to try to understand what they thought digital transformation is and how it impacts their business. And what he shared with us was the findings from that research around digital leaders and how they've needed to reorient their strategy developments and look at it holistically of how do I digitize my operations? And one of the ways of doing that is through partnerships. So, you know, AD obviously is, is a partner, but looking at other partners, whether it's AD for content, whether it is a technology partner, whether it is a strategic partner that helps inform really what's next for a business. And what I've really liked about what Joe said that was so applicable is and how it applies to AD and AD members and suppliers is the concept of joining content and platforms and partnerships together mm -hmm. to really drive scale and speed to market. Yeah, absolutely. And that combination of those three is so critical because there's so much more need for different types of content to deliver throughout the customer experience. And one of the things I've talked about in the past on this show is just the generational research as we're starting to see a shift in the buyers and, and I'm being very specific here on the B2B space, but in those decision makers and the buyers, they're drifting away from that personal relationship, pick up the phone, let me call Joe or Emily, who I have worked with for my whole life on buying. And now it's the, I don't want to talk to anyone generation. Let me just go online, order it. Oh, by the way, I want to order it from my phone potentially because I don't want to be on a computer. Um, but there's a whole shift there that this customer journey still has to provide the experience for the generation that wants to have the call alongside that next generation just below them that says, hey, sometimes I'm going to need to call you and I want to have the, the confidence I can reach someone, but I can do some of it online now to the newest generation really, and it's not even new in the marketplace any, or in the workforce anymore, but it's the quickly becoming the majority of buyers across the world. And so I think that customer experience, bringing all that together, the different types of content that they all need to consume and not just through your website. I think that's the other big lesson that we've been seeing is it's across every channel that you can reach them on. And sometimes it's going to be on a channel that you never considered needing to be on, but you need to understand from your audience, which is why I love that you mentioned that Joe, correct, from Forrester did that research that was proprietary for AD because understanding your industry is key. Understanding your audience is gold. And when you actually take the time to do that, you can make sure that your transformation is focused on what their needs are tied alongside your business goals, but you need to listen and understand from your audience first and foremost, how they want to engage with you and let that help steer your transformation overall. I have the hard numbers on that. I would, in the research I was doing for other presentations I have, I think the number is astronomical. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it's 72% of polled B2B purchasers and buyers wanted to see a contactless experience. Mm -hmm. So no phone calls, no emails. They just want full self-service. You would think it was like a majority. Mm -hmm. it, it's a far majority. Yeah. 
it's the speed of business today too now. And I think that's part of the whole transformation is if your systems internally aren't able to be integrated or set up for some of the marketing automation or the notifications of how they want to engage and, and interact with your organization, that's that's a gap and you need to figure out a solution for it. And And I feel it's also an opportunity. I, I mean, everything's an opportunity, mm -hmm. but it's an opportunity to be more proactive. I've been working with a couple PPE distributors mm -hmm. and everything in, in the PPE and safety side, they not only have like, you know, you always need this stuff, but a lot of the things have shelf lives, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think, you know, everyone listening, you, you can walk up to a fire extinguisher and you see it has a service date and a, mm -hmm. uh, a refill date. Well, it goes the same with disposable masks, gloves, like everything has a shelf life. And, you know, that sounds like waste, but at the same time, that's a marketing opportunity. Mm -hmm. If we can collect when the last purchase was mm -hmm. and we know the shelf life of the product, you could send an email out that says, hey, your disposable masks are about to expire. Time to yeah. buy more. Or the fire extinguishers. I know businesses is a little different. I'll use a personal example because I always like to make sure I do on the show. But uh, you talk about PPE. Well, I've got a fire extinguisher. I was just cleaning out some areas of the garage. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a fire extinguisher. Well, it has a shelf life because they also want to ensure it'll work when you need it. Yep. And if you don't have it checked, well, uh, I'll fully admit to everyone listening that I had that fire extinguisher came with the house when I bought it nine <laughs> years ago. I kept moving it in the garage saying, oh, yeah, there's a tag on that. I should probably do something. And um, yeah. Uh, anyways, so, yes, I think it's very critical that you have that opportunity to engage that way. And 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 you look at the different aspects of how people are coming through. But I think the, the, the one thing here is it's not just about the tech, right? So we can get the tech in place. What about the buy-in? What are some challenges around that? What, what's the focus of when you're going through this transformation that you need to make sure how you loop people in, how you get buy-in, how maybe Caroline Brennan talk a little bit about what you've seen and experienced. Sure. So I'll I'll start by saying it's an evolution. This is not a revolution. It happens over time and it's a it's a transition that the end buyer is going through. Um, and we're seeing some of the companies that we work with start to measure parts of that transition. So while we would all, you know, it's almost easy to focus on online sales, there's a couple of steps before that. And so um, we have a couple of members and, you know, one of our award winners was Van Meter and they are at the forefront of measuring customer service online as digital engagement and looking at those self-service tasks that happen once an end buyer has logged in. And truly the B2B experience can be so personalized that they're tracking each of those events in order to show back to the company that they're really driving value and driving in a way that the end customer wants to interact with them. And so we see in this transition, one way to look at it from more of a data specific focus is how are independent distributors measuring success? And we see several different things from the digitally engaged customer to increase in number of lines per order 
which then impacts the average order size. These types of metrics continue to increase over time when we look at online. Another interesting way, again, if you, if you follow the data, is looking at a business that is applying an attribution model to digital, mm-hmm. whereby um, in, the, in the case of CBT, they're looking at customers that come online and then within a three-day window, purchase what they looked at, what they put in their cart offline. Mm-hmm. and attributing part of that order to the different customer touch points. Yeah. So they're getting more and more sophisticated in how they look at the overall customer buying journey. Absolutely. And Caroline, I think that one of the important aspects of what you just talked about was that analytics measurement strategy, right, of that attribution especially and how critical that is to understand your customer journey and how people are utilizing all the different ways to engage with you, but then also correctly attributing what led to that ultimate transaction. Because so many times we have always in the past with analytics honed in on last click attribution. (laughs) And the first click is so critical in that exposure of maybe it was a social channel that drove them in. Maybe it was an email that brought them in and they just completed on the web, but the web goes getting all the correct attribution for that transaction when the full journey needs to be understood. And we've been doing so much more with measurement strategies with customers to ensure that they see the entire journey and all the stages of it also segmented by audience, because that also has an impact. Mm -hmm. And there's so much opportunity for optimization throughout the entirety of the journey that you would maybe never touch if you only look at one view of that attribution model. And so making sure that you look at changing that model, looking at it from multiple different steps, it's not just the last step that we care about. It's the entirety of it. And I think that's one of the biggest, and and I loved how you phrased it. It's an evolution, not a revolution, because it is the evolution of how we're using data within businesses. It's the evolution of what data we have to track along with that evolution of the customer journey. It will always be evolving. It will have a similar path most likely for certain industries, but it doesn't mean that it is static and it doesn't change. And that's the big cultural shift that needs to occur. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going from, and whenever you walk into something, this is that the examples I use when it comes to it is, do you have business goals for e-commerce or do you have e-commerce goals for your business? Mm. It's a way of thinking because again, it, you can't have that us versus them mentality. It's not the sales team are doing their thing mm-hmm. and the e-commerce team is doing their thing. The business is doing its thing and we should have metrics built around the business. Yeah. Another thing when it comes to it is the power or authority of it. Everything needs to be running off of data, objective decision-making and all that. Mm-hmm. So to have leadership in place that lives off of you know tribal knowledge and experience and is refusing to admit they're wrong if the if the data is showing they're wrong, you know, that's that cultural change that needs to happen. You know, I'm the first one that's gonna argue with someone. And then if the the metrics aren't showing it, I'll also be the first one to be like, all right, we, we definitely need to change the strategy here. It's it's the the numbers aren't reflecting our our thoughts. Absolutely. It's creative debate, not argue. Yes. Okay. It's very productive. <laughs> so I just want to make sure everyone understands that, that Brendan is not arguing with you. He's creatively debating with you. 
and bringing insight in from, again, multiple industries, multiple uh, different ways that we've seen both customer journeys and technology get uh, implemented for improving the experience yeah. overall. To, to also finish it off, poor decisions aren't punished. Mm -hmm. Poor decisions are learned from. Yeah. You know, there, there are no right answers in this kind of journey. Mm -hmm. All that can be done is finding out what doesn't work, learning why it doesn't work, and then being able to say, well, what might work in this next iteration? Yeah, absolutely. Constantly innovating. That's the way that we have to keep looking at it. Kind of want to look at the aspect of just, we, we, we hit on it, but the website's not just a tool. and It's not a replacement to help with optimization. Let's, let's talk a little bit about just, it's one, it acts as a representative of your business 24-7, 365 days a year, which is kind of critical. Uh, so you want to make sure it is paid attention to and optimized. And it goes beyond a tool because it becomes, I feel at least, with the amount of content and different things you put on there, in certain ways, it's a trusted advisor. It's uh, communicating out new opportunities. Uh, but what, what are some of your thoughts on the website's a tool and not a replacement to help with optimization? Agree that the a website is a is on a software platform. It's also a representation of your brand, mm -hmm. and that brand is providing the end customer with a certain experience that we all want to ensure is aligned with our brand. While you know technology is a tool that you say absolutely, you layer onto that technology the marketing aspect, the digital leader aspect that takes that software to the next level of serving the customer. So yes, technology is, is a tool, it's a foundation. And on that, you provide the overall experience that's aligned with who you are in the marketplace, your leadership advantage, and it really enables you to tell your story. A digital elevator pitch. You got, you got that three to five second average on your homepage. You know, how do we visually and digitally represent our value proposition, our messaging, you know, what we're all about. It's one of those thoughts to, you know, are we strictly a store? Are we a family? Yeah. You know, how, how are we? That can be very, very a non-tangible way of, you know, building that so that people can kind of intrinsically understand, you know, who you are just by looking mm -hmm. at a couple lifestyle pictures, you know, the messaging, the layout, that type yeah. of thing. Absolutely. So as we come up towards the end of our show here, there's always the fun question of what's your future outlook for the industry The you know, what we all just talked about with digital transformation. Uh, so we can talk about just what's next for 2023, but I also kind of want you to expand your horizons and go maybe towards 2025. What do we see next year? And then what do you think we're going to see by 2025 with regards to just the overall evolution of the digital transformation mindset? Everyone thinks digital transformation is this one-time thing, and it's not. I think that's why that key word of evolution is, is critical. Um, it comes through in phases, but there's definitely different aspects that are always evolving. So Caroline, we'll start with you and get your future crystal ball out and tell us all. Also, so <laughs> what's next? I've been thinking about this a lot because it was the theme of the AD e-commerce and marketing summit. 
So near term, we know what our focus is for 2023 because that's 10 days away from now. So <laughs> it is going to be all about um, data automation. So from someone who provides a 6.5 million SKU content solution to 80 members, it's around automation. Mm -hmm. um, making sure that then taking that a step further, making sure that AD members trust us as a digital advisor. And with that, we rely on our partners. So, you know, in the short term, we are an enabler through our partnerships to give our members scale. Um, longer term, I see that scale expanding in the various channels in which we currently enable and in the future we might do more of. So the core of what we do as an enabler, we truly believe, I truly believe that all businesses should be digital enabled. The question is, how do we get there? Mm -hmm. And what does that mean for different types of businesses? And I think it's different for different types of businesses, but at the core, whether it's next year, or whether it's two or three years from now, all businesses will have some digitization in their future. Love it. Love it. Brennan? Short term, I think we got to focus on getting the cultural setup, mm -hmm. getting the change of mindset to start dropping that knowledge from experience, moving more toward the knowledge of metrics and, and data, making sure e-commerce is not this completely separate entity. The e-commerce is our business. They're just like the sales team and the account management team is our business. So with all digital transformation and ev evolution, the culture should be that strong point. And in this sector, it is a very black and white thing. You know, there still are the people going around being like, don't go to the website, call me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here for you. There's people that don't realize that that website is there to, to help, not harm. Yeah. So... I would say New Year's resolution, get that culture in order, you know, get the belief, get the buy-in internally, because you're not going to be able to sell the customer if you have people dissenting. Mm -hmm. Long-term will be, I think, starting to understand the balance of a lot of this work. You know, you can't go all in on, we need to invent and we need to simplify experiences when you also need to keep in mind, we need to deliver the results, mm -hmm. even if they're more complex. Yeah, You may sell a, a logistical system, a conveyor belt system, and there's nothing simple about it. So if you're on one side of the, the seesaw where we need to keep it as simple as possible, so there's tension and, and balance in every aspect. So long-term, once you get the culture in, once you get that, that buy-in, then we can start talking about how to balance all those decisions. Yeah, absolutely. People process technology. That's what I just heard. Uh, common phrase, as most of you all know who are listening. But <laughs> with that, I think that it's 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 absolutely critical. And and we didn't really expand on it earlier, but I think it was as stated by both of you throughout. The buy-in is not just within your organization for the transformation. It's also with your customers. And without both, the success rate is going to be much smaller. And it's going to be more challenging for that transformation to fully take effect. So with that, any final parting thoughts before we end, go off into the holiday season at the end of the year, 
And Caroline, I appreciate you being on the show again. It's been great. Any final thoughts? My pleasure. And I would just ditto what both of you just said to wrap up and summarize it with AD together we win because we Mm -hmm. couldn't do this without the partnership we have with American Eagle. So I thank you, you both for all of your support, guidance, direction. Absolutely. And we thank you for the partnership as well. It's it's one of the great things about being in this business is partnering and having great people like yourself and and Brendan and and all the different people we meet at the shows and uh, throughout the experience. Uh, At the end of the day, human life is about experiences and connections, and that's what matters. So I appreciate the time from both of you today. Brendan, any final thought? No, I'm I'm just hoping that my snowblower starts uh, first <laughs> yes. try here. We're recording this uh, right before the big giant blizzard bomb cyclone of the uh, winter holiday season. Uh, so we'll see how that truly impacts everyone. And if we get the predictions that we get, I still swear the meteorologists of the late 80s were more accurate than all the data-backed meteorologists of today. That's tribal thinking. Anyways, I should probably really wrap up before I go on another rant about different things from how old I am. So with that, we want to thank you for tuning into the future by listening to the Lessons for Tomorrow podcast. For more information about the topics discussed today, check out the description of this episode. If you want us to cover a specific topic or submit feedback, email us at lessons for tomorrow at americaneagle.com and let us know be sure to follow this podcast wherever you listen to them to stay up to date with us while you're at it give us a rating share this podcast with others to prepare them for the future and don't forget to follow us on social media where sometimes i'm there and sometimes i'm not this episode is brought to you by americaneagle.com studios i'm your host tim alanius and i'll catch you in the next lesson